happy Melbourne Cup Day, Kempi. I know you're absolutely fizzing for the cup. Oh, mate, it's it's one of the best days of the year, isn't it? Everyone sort of is gearing up. You've got the sweepstakes that are happening in the office and um, trying to pick a winner today is one of the hardest things. And I, I what I like doing about Melbourne Cup is I like trying to have a crack at the, the trifecta top four because they generally pay really well. Mm. And you've got a lot of uh, horses that are that are coming out of the uh, the woodwork that, to get up there and, and make those odds juicy. But a lot of talk this year that that possibly can't happen with a, a very good horse that's travelled over um, from overseas and by all accounts just, just training the house down before it goes into the race today. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that with Love Racing and, and of course, Butcher Castle's coming up after 7 o'clock to give us uh, his thoughts, uh, the great man on, on the big day, the first Tuesday. You know November. what I reckon we do with Butch? We run through the field 1-24. to 24. And oh, just yeah. get his, a, every every horse just get a, a reaction. Yeah, well, he's mate. I'll tell you what, he's a man in the know, and uh, he will definitely give you an opinion of where he thinks those those horses are, are running. And another good thing about Butch too is that he'll take a few multis. He'll he'll multi them all up into different power plays and whatsoever. So so get your pen ready and have a listen to what he comes up with. Now I don't want you to throw yourself under the under the bus, mate. But I mean. It, it's notoriously hard race to pick, right? The it Melbourne is. Cup. How much success have you had over the years? Uh, I've had a couple of trifectas, small yep. small ones. Um, had a couple of wins with, uh, well, been over there with a couple of mates, but nothing really to to write home home about. None of the big the big ones. Um, last year didn't get it. This year, with all the talk around the the Raiders from overseas and and that they'll go all right, might might be might be a chance to make some today. But uh, like I said, it's really about the fun of the day for me, Rick. You know, like you see so many people um, all through the day getting dressed up, heading out. You know, you go to any of the bars in town. I know that uh, there's quite a few of the TAB are going to the long room. They got you know the Cav going, all sorts of all sorts of places you can go and enjoy the cup on the big TVs. Um, but that happens all over New Zealand. And gen- generally, I've been in Melbourne Cup and Aussie too, having played over there. And when they say it stops the nation, everything stops. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Now, uh, not only are we going to get Butch Castle's take and Tony Kemp's take, we want your take as well. And as a result, Rob Dog has done something that I don't think has ever been done in the history of SCNZ. He's put a poll up. So, you know, when you go to the SCNZ app and you go to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast, underneath, well, we do like Monday, Friday, generally do the choices flooring poll. He's done a poll, Kempe, with 24 options. So there are 24 horses in the race. We want you to go and vote on the poll. Who do you think is winning the Melbourne Cup? Who is winning the Melbourne Cup? Go you know and vote what on we our should poll. Do? You know what we should do? At the end of the day, Rob, what we should do with that is the top four, we should put it in a top four. Okay. Top four, put it in a, a box top four. Apparently it's 23 horses now because somebody's been scratched. That's right. Cleveland got scratched over the last 24 hours with an elevated uh, temperature. But, uh, yeah, I'll mention that again in Love Racing because you've just taken that off me. Uh, <laughs> gee, sorry. Sorry. I was I was alerted to the fact it was 23 horses. It was the first I'd heard. Uh, Kempe, I've only ever won once at the Melbourne Cup. Yep. And it was the first time I ever bet on the Melbourne Cup. I was working at uh, The Rock with uh, Simon Dole was working with us. Yep. Dooley loves a punt. I said, mate, what am I doing? Which what, cricketer does it? What What am I doing today? What Who Who am I? What am I punting on? What am I back? And he gave me. I, I don't even remember the name of the horse. He gave me something, and it came in. Did so it? yeah, yeah. And, and after that, I've never won on the Melbourne Cup ever yeah. again. Oh yeah. Look, it's um, it's a it's a great race to be watching. It, it's a great event to be at. Like a lot of people have always asked me, you know, which is the best sporting event that that you've been to? And I always say the Melbourne Cup. 
you know, because it is a sporting event. It, you know, they 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 set it up really well. You get. Oh, 100,000 people that get on course, Rick. It's so loud when they go past that winning post for the first time. That's probably the best part of the race for me, that and the finish. Um, but when they come down that straight for the very first time and the crowd is uh, uh, right down at the beginning of the, the race course to pass the finish post, you can hear the roar coming as the horses roll up through the, the first straight. And it must be so scary for the horses. You know, they do they do all sorts of camera work now where you're watching them jump. They've got, like, all these drones up watching where the horses sit and all that sort of stuff. And you see a few of them, too, jumping around, not really knowing what's going on. I was over there in Melbourne the, the day that uh, Lance Sullivan's horse wouldn't move. So he got it out. They were in the parade Sounds ring. Sounds like something I'd back. They got it out. It went past the finish post on its way down to the start line and just stopped and wouldn't move, and they had to scratch it. Like they had to, he had to hop off and walk back in, and they finally got the horse to move, but he moved back and scratched the horse. So, you know, it is a, it is a, a very tense time through that um, through that race, that late race this afternoon. Generally around 5 o'clock is when it comes on, so I'm looking forward to it. I think I've picked a nice little uh, first four, um, maybe first five, because I've just added another one in there just uh, – just to That's the problem, eh? That's the problem. Oh, you I can, find with the Melbourne do, Cup, you, you just can talk yourself. In. You can talk yourself into so why so many are going to win. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you why don't you text us double eight double three what you're doing today? Let us know some of the places you can go around, especially in Auckland too. Because if I hear hear a really good day happening, I might just come along and show my face, um, looking for somewhere to to head in and have a have a little bit of a bet and a beer. Um, at this afternoon's Melbourne Cup, I know there's plenty going on, and of course the sweepstakes. Hopefully, I draw a decent one this year. We're, we're about who to won it last week? year? Do you remember who won it last year here? I don't think I was in it last I think year. Jo- so. I think Joe might have actually won it last oh, year too. too. Joe, Joe Bell, the luckiest man ever. Like, couldn't pick his nose, but he, he picks, a, picks a sweepstake quite easily. Yeah, yeah. He's like the he's like the um, tin man from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. He's just he's not just a tin ass. He's just <laughs> he, all tin. Are you actually? Say, he actually does look like the tin man too. Just quite. <laughs> 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 all right, Kempy. All right, all right. Melbourne Cup Day. We've got our poll running. Go vote on that. We'll bring you the results a bit later on. And uh, as Kimpy said, we'll might do a top four on that. But let's get to our triple threat for the day. Round one, five. Uh, the big question today, Kimpy, is who is your favourite to win the Melbourne Cup? Oh, I think I think it's everyone's favourite. You know, Vauban, um, who's been touted, opened it to oh, four bucks, went into three dollars fifty, drifted back out to four dollars eighty. Uh, I think is, and you know whether or not the the favourite can actually get up and win this year, um, is is the talk of the town. But Vauban, the, the way that it's been training over there, um, the track work, you've got every other trainer talking about how electric it is. Uh, I think I think that's the one to beat. Um, there are some other good horses in there, reckon. You know, don't take my word on it, but. Anything that pays over three bucks for me is worth a decent bet. Well, Ed's texted through, saying, boys, I got Gold Trip at $21 last year. Put my Cozy Dag bonus bet on him. Uh, back-to-back with J-Mac. What do you reckon? Well, yep, Gold gold Trip. Um, J-Mac's picked up that ride because Mark, Mark Zara's jumped off and got on without a fight. that beat it in its last race. I, th- I think Gold Trip's a good chance, too. I think Gold Trip's good form. Uh, J-Mac on it. I, I think the J-Mac factor over the last two big races that J-Mac has got his horses home uh, is is expe- 
a special a special to be putting into your multis. So um, he knows how to win big races, you know. And you need someone you need someone on those horses to get him home. And J Max, there's none better. Now you did mention uh, that there was potentially going to be some heavy showers and things today in Melbourne, which might affect the track. It's starting as a good four, but that might change as the day goes on, and that kind of changes the can change the picture of the race. So what's your roughy? Well, I'm gonna. <sighs> Look, I think I think Vauban's um, stable mate Absurd is a, is a good roughie. Uh, it actually opened, uh, I think it was opened at 18s. It's sh- it's closed into nine, so everyone else thinks it's a good roughie as well. But there's another one called Military Mission for uh, Gay Waterhouse, and likes the it likes the soft track. So it's only carrying 51 k's. I think Military Mission, if you throw that uh, in your multis, when the rain, they're talking about thunderstorms later on in the day, uh, if that happens, that track does go to soft, then make sure you're looking down the bottom of your book at the form of some of those horses. All those top um, horses. See, the good thing about uh, Vauban and, and Gold Trip and Without a Fight, uh, they've all drawn well, like real well. They're right on the inside, and you need to get there and get out nice and early and get yourself a spot before you put your horses to sleep. But so has Military Mission, who's only carrying 51Ks, who likes the wet. So I, I think Military Mission, if the, if that rain does come, throw that in your multis. All right, uh, one to keep an eye on. One to keep an eye on. All right, let's that's go you, to That's your love racing nice and early. Yeah. Round two. Uh, Eddie Jones has said he'll be back shortly, in inverted commas, working as a rugby coach. Now, he's, he swore black and blue when he got back from France that he wasn't talking to Japan. What chances are it's Japan? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Look, I think with Eddie Jones and the work that he'd done with him before he'd left Japan, um, there was such a lot of, what do you, what do you call it, um, respect for Eddie Jones, even though it doesn't seem like he has a lot at the moment. But from the Japanese and what he'd done up there the last time he was there, that they they had obviously and I and I and this is the I don't see the cloak and dagger stuff and why why people do this all the time. I reckon you just come out. I'll, I'll give you an example. Like um, Charles Nickel Clock says, broken rib last week. Mm. Like I'm sitting here going, why did you turn in a performance like that? Like mate, it's just so out of character. And and I and I hear, oh, well, the coaches don't want to lose that he's got a broken rib because he might get a shot. Well. He, it didn't change the way that he played, and I just think that sometimes you've got to come out instead of instead of ducks and drakes and and just say what's actually going on, you know. Like he, Eddie Jones at the moment, he may have left Japan with a lot of res, respect um, bestowed upon him, but the way that he's handled himself in the World Cup, he's lost all that because he's you know, if, especially if he signs for Japan, Rick, you know, because he's coming and said, "I'm not signing for Japan. I'm here for for the two years or five years or whatever that I've signed for Australia." And then right in the grand final, the, the night of the final of the World Cup, says, I'm out. You know what I mean? It's like, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. I'll tell you what he is good at doing is he's, he's good at clipping everyone's checks. Oh, mate, 100%. 100%. You know? He's good at that. He's good he's at getting, he, He's getting paid for doing nothing from, from big organisations, the English Rugby Union. He's as good as Matt Lodge. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's so, up there. Yeah, he's right up there at the moment. I, and I think you're right. I think he, got, he signs for Japan. There's not that many other jobs around. Round three. Continuing that thought, if you're the head of a rugby international rugby union, and you're looking for a head coach, would you sign Eddie Jones? No, no, not at all. You know, and I sometimes, and this is you know a a, a chat that happens all the time. Sometimes it's harder to get off the the merry-go-round than get on it. Yeah, like, you know, back in the uh, the mid '80s, the late '80s, when 
the Kiwis were around, it was harder to get in that team because of the way that it was set up. You know, two tours or six test matches made it really hard for you to, to get in it and then go and play a professional um, competition, playing professional competitions. Sometimes you're, you're looking at coaches and going, man, you really need to step down. You know, I got asked yesterday by SEN in Sydney, like, who should be the Kiwi coach? It was Stacey Jones, mate. Yeah. You know, someone said to me, do you want to coach? No. You know, no, mate, my, I've, I've had my time. But there's a bloke running around, his name's Stacey Jones, and he de- deserves a crack. And, you know, I, th- I just think sometimes we go round and round the merry-go-round with the same, uh, um, the same tarred brush, and we end up with the same results. And, you know, with Eddie Jones, if I was in, in a rugby union and looking at coaches, mate, I'd be looking at, you know, look what happened to Jamie Joseph when they gave him a crack. Yeah, he went all right, didn't he? Yeah, he went all right. There's Tony Brown. You know, you'd think that Tony Brown would be sitting up there in Japan thinking that he's got a decent crack at it. Well, they tell you what, there's some whispers doing the rounds that Jamie Joseph might be the next Wallabies coach. Yeah, well, no, they can't do any worse, can they? They need someone. <laughs> they need someone. All right, we'll see how, see how that Well, rat- apparently Joseph Suwali, he's, um, he's just added a coaching uh, certificate, so he's got to be coach and player. Oh, is that the how they're going to work? Yeah. yeah, all right, fair enough. That makes sense. That 100% <laughs> makes sense. Keep your text rolling through to double eight double three. We're talking Melbourne Cup a lot today because it is the big day, the big race, the race that stops two nations. Where are you watching it and what are you doing and who do you like? Uh, John has texted through uh, Last Ochika. Last Ochika uh, is uh, at 16 bucks. Is his yeah. roughy? Yeah, there's. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Once you get down the once you, once you get down the list, the, the twenty three wide coming up that home straight. Uh, if you're going to have a go on a roughie, have a go on one that's actually right in close and carrying less weight. All right, there you go. You know, because there's a, it's a hell of a fight getting around that track, uh, and the best jockeys will try and set them up so that they get that you know that six that last six hundred under their belt and get down. Now, I showed Robbie a race. We played at Love Racing this morning, and he was just blown away. This morning, by this uh, this one horse that came from last to win it. So, yeah, it's a big day, Rick. Um, you'll get a roughie, I tell you now. Get on, get on your top fours, get on your trifectas. Because generally, they play plenty.